Welcome, 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 family and friends. Uh, we're back, guys. This is episode two. This is Velo's podcast. Um, I'm sitting here with, with Pastor Derek. Yo, to yo. my right, I got I got my boy Sergeant Pedraza to my left. What's happening? <laughs> we got the Velo's core here. Um, we're just going to be talking about seasons today. We're going to be talking about growth a little bit. We're going to go a little more in depth of what we talked about last time. If you didn't, if you didn't hear our last um episode you know i encourage you just go back to the first our first um episode and it's, it's in the the link is all there so just follow that and and get chimed in and get get filled in and want to just continue with that and that same vision so so derek um you know i'm sure a lot of listeners were left in suspense after the first episode man <laughs> and um we kind of went in depth about the about velos and about the church and about what velos means to us and and how it's different from other churches, and, and you want to just like you know piggyback off that and kind of like touch in on maybe some people missed and kind of just fill into the rest of it. Yeah, um, you know if you didn't hear the first episode, I want to invite you to hit hear the first episode. Um, you know, and if you have anyone or you know anyone who wants to start a church, I think you know one of our main goals here is to help church planners. You know, we we really want to help you, um, you know, grow your church, give you maybe some tips, nuggets, um, you know, through our experience, through our story, how to follow follow God's voice and, and keep it simple, you know, that's something yeah. we really want to model. Um, and, you know, something we talked about in the first episode, not too much. It was really just to, like, map out everything, what we're going to be talking about, our introduction to Velo's church. It is a church and we just want to sh- take you along in our journey. And so one of the things we've talked about was um, releasing. And I think we want to go deeper into releasing, you know, and what that looks like. Um, before then, um, if you haven't heard the first podcast, just introduce me just a little bit. Uh, once again, I do have uh, I come from California, um, studied at Christ for the Nations and also um, graduated from Christ for Nation, working in a clinic right now and starting a church. I have a beautiful wife um, who I definitely want to give a shout out to my <laughs> wife, um, you know, honor them. I have my three year old Ethan Josiah, my wife, I know and we got a baby on the way, which we've learned that it's a baby girl. Hey, it's a baby girl. Hey, it's a baby girl. Hey, it's a baby girl. I definitely got to go look for a shotgun and maybe Pedraza, you can help me go find one. Gotcha. Get them boys, you know, get them Rocket boys straight. Rocket about uncles, so we're good. We're good. <laughs> Scare the boys. So I have eat. baby girl has a bunch of uncles and 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 also a big brother. And, Literally all uncles. And, and big daddy, right? <laughs> you got no sisters, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have no any sisters, yeah. Um, I have um, amazing parents who have planted churches. Um, they started in the year 2000. Whoa. Who before then helped start church um, out in California. Then the Lord called them out in 2000 to start a ch- church of their own. And so through that, have seen, you know, I've experienced with my family. One of the things about my parents, they've kept it real with us growing up. Um, they've shared their story. They've shared their struggles, um, what pains them. You know, I've, I've, I've been there. We've had meetings. We've cried together. You know, we've laughed together. We've, um, we've, we've done ministry together and um, want to share our experiences through that, you know, plant church planting, what it is to um, grow a church, um, you know, follow God's voice. And 
pursue that, you know, um, and, and, and help others, you know, um, find God's voice and their purpose um, in life and encourage them in that. So mm-hmm. we, let's get deeper into that um, today. And I, I want, you know, if Moses, uh, Pastor Mo or uh, Raul, you have, Pedraza, you have any, any, um, anything just to chime in, you yeah, know, yeah. in, in into this? Because I, I, like, I like to get you guys' thoughts and perspective as well on this. So releasing, we can start there. Yeah, we can start there. All right, um, releasing guys. Uh, but before we start yeah. that, I want to kind of introduce uh, Raul here since I like uh, you. you know he's kind of <laughs> like it. I'm in the corner. You know, he's back. he's fresh out of Afghanistan. Yeah. Um, he's back. <laughs> you know, back to Texas, bro. Woo, woo, woo. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. to have you no, back, but, man. I yeah, appreciate it, man. Uh, glad to be back. And also, thanks for serving our country. Love yeah, you, man. For sure, man. So Raul, you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself? Too easy, boss. I like it. So. Uh, for you guys who don't know me, I'm Raul Pedraza. Was born in Oak Cliff, Texas. Sergeant. Um, yeah, recently just got promoted, sergeant now. Yeah. Um, United States Army. I've been in the Army for about four and a half years now. Uh, when my contract expires, it'll be full six years. I just spent the last year of my life, or well, a little less than a year, um, in Afghanistan, in what we like to call a season. Like it was a season of development. Um, the Lord taught me a lot of things such as my work ethic, he really built that up, my leadership, I feel like he very touched that. And then just the, my faith and growing, growing in my faith and just allowing God to work, he definitely did that. But I'm also married to an amazing wife named Jennifer Cash. Jennifer used to be Cash, from that's Pajaza. <laughs> um, I have an amazing daughter, her name is little Bella Rose. And uh, just definitely like you did, I definitely want to give a shout out to my wife. Um, she is a superhero, she is amazing. She was a single mom, still worked, took yes. care of her daughter hit the gym, did everything she still wanted to do and um, without even a blink. So, but I want to thank you guys. I love you guys. I'm glad to be back. Yes. Amen, bro. Yeah. Thank you. I guess while y'all are shouting on y'all's wives, I'm going to shout out my wife. I feel bad. I'm watching and listen to this later. And be like, hey, you didn't shout me out? Why didn't you shout me? So, yeah, guys. So, I'm Moses, Pastor Moses. You can call me Mo. You can call me Momo. You can call me whatever you want. Um, but yeah, um, I, I also graduated from Christ for Nations. I'm actually, I was born and raised in San Antonio. And now I live in Dallas. I've been here for like the past two years yeah. or so. I got connected with D and Raul two years ago. This all stuff God was brewing up behind the mm-hmm. scenes before we even became Bellas, before oh, yeah. we became a ministry, before we became a brotherhood, a family. That's right. um, and uh, I got married back in January to my wonderful wife, Kimberly Alfaro. Used to be Kimberly Martinez, but we changed that real quick because like Derek's already <laughs> Martinez. You can't have it too much That's Martinez. My sister, right? There. Too many of them. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, she's um, she, she's getting her master's right now in business. She's crazy, but yeah, so we got no kids. We got two puppies right now, working on family, praying, believing God for that. Benny and Beans, boy. Yeah, so we're just in that season of just expectancy right now. We're in that season of uh, just hoping and praying and just trusting God for for growth, man. And it's awesome. It's awesome having you guys here. It's awesome being a part of this family, man. That's right. That's right. Let's 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 dive into this, man. I'm I'm anxious. I want to dive into this. Um, growing up, I'll start here. Growing up, my parents, Pastor Albert and Pastor Esty, um, who have a church here in Dallas, Oak Cliff Life in Dallas. Shout like I said, they Dallas. they also started in um, California, which is Life in Palmdale now. It's Life in Palmdale, and um, growing up, I remember them always <clears throat> always telling me, "Don't fall in love with people. Fall in love with God." And that's always stuck to my heart. Um, they're not saying don't love people, 
It's just saying, don't fall in love with people. Fall in love with God. And um, this has helped me, um, you know, see life in, in, a, in a different way. I'm not, again, I'm not saying let's not love people. Let's not love. I'm saying let's love people, but love God more. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Love yeah. God more because at any moment, God can call you out. God can change your assignment, you know, change the city that you live in. And um, sometimes if we, we, we're too much um, in love with people, we're, we're too in love with people, um, that can help steer away what God wants to do. You know what I'm saying? What God wants to do in our lives. Because we love people, because we love, you know, being around them and the idea of change fears us. You know, and so we have to learn how to see ministry and as a church, as a pastor, you got to learn how to see people um, seasonal. Mm. Again, I'm not saying the love doesn't change, right? Yeah, the course. love doesn't change. But we have to allow God to do what God wants to do in their lives, Amen. you know, and um, and see it as a seasonal thing. Because oftentimes, when you're planning a church, you want to see people, right? You want, to, you want them to um, be a part of the church, be a part of the movement, you know? <clears throat> but sometimes we're too busy growing the church, right? That, that we forget that they also have an assignment as well. You know, that we forget that they also have a purpose as well. And so as church planners, as a, as a pastor, you want to get that perspective and say, what is God asking you to do? Mm. And that's one of the things that I can take from Pastor Albert. Yeah. He always asks that, that question. It's like, hey, so what is God asking you to do? And pursue it. Mm. You know, um, my dad always asked me that. And so I think that's a key, a principle to see things as seasonal, right? See people as seasonal and allow them to discover their purpose, you know, discover what God has for them. Right. Absolutely. And I think, you know, uh, last last episode, we talked about, you know, pulling the purpose out, out of individuals and out of the people around you. And I think a lot of times in, the, in that process of, you know, pulling the purpose out of people and just, you know, figuring out their gifts and their talents and you kind of get attached. You know, it's, it's easy to get even with, with, with people that you love, people that you respect, you know, you get attached to them, you get you want them around all the time. You never you can't think of them leaving, you know, but. And, every, and, and even with the disciples and Jesus, you know, he, he, they had their season with him because, because he had to release them. He had to, you know, ultimately he had the great commission for them. It's like, because he told, he told the disciples, I'm not going to be here forever. You know? right. He was with them three years, you three know. Years. And then in that time, he molded them into the, the men of God that were going to change the world. Yeah. You know, because he, he, he had to trust the spirit that was inside of them. Same thing with, you know, even as pastors and leaders, you know, we have to, not saying all of our, our everybody's going to leave, but it's more just like, Trusting in God in them beyond you, you yes. know, and and I feel like that's what a lot of a lot of times going into church planting, going you you're focused on the build and the and the growth and the numbers, and it's like at the end of the day, it's like man, this is God's church, this church is this this is filled with the Spirit of God, and He's gonna lead the way, you know, and everybody's going in different directions. Remember how the the church in Acts, the first church, yeah. you know, they started in Acts 2, yeah. They started in the community, you know, they shared the apostles teachings, they fellowshiped, they yeah. broke bread together, you know, the community was very small. Um, you know, and then and then uh, later on in that verse, the last verse, it was like as as they did that 
then God brought the growth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So let's not strategize. How about if we take that um, that perspective and let's not try to strategize how we're going to get people into a building, but more of, you know, let's focus on who we do have, yeah. help them grow, you know, spiritually, let's grow um, in unity, you know, together, the season that God has us, yeah. you know, and then... And then allow God to do what He needs to do because it's yeah. ultimately it's the church, yeah. right? Absolutely, it's, it's His church. It's not Derek's church. It's not Pastor Mo's church. It's not Raul's church. You know what I'm saying? It, exactly. It's God's church. And so when we learn to allow God to lead His church, you know, and just remember that we're just instruments. Yeah, man. we're just instruments. You know, and 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 our job as pastors is to find. Um, what God wants to do in their lives, you know, and just encourage that, yeah. encourage them. Just our job is to send them to the creator, mm-hmm. you know, to find their destiny. And we just encourage that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think a lot of, a lot of, you know, even, you know, growing up at church, you know, this past you know, 10 years or so that I've been saved, um, you see, you kind of see that sensitivity fall off a little bit. You know, you're like, you know, we know it's God's church. We know, like, it, you know, coming into it that, you know, that he's going to lead the way. But there's always that 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 inclination to, oh, like, let, let me, you can lead the way, God, but let me let me put myself in yeah, it a little me, bit. Let me, let me, let me, let me like, let me direct you a little bit, you know, Cause, because I know I even speak it personally. Like, I, I like knowing what's going to happen next. You know, I like knowing, like, I like planning ahead and, like, oh, I don't like being in the blank. And I believe God works in that blank area. He, he works in that, like unknown area and it's like and that's just that's just where faith comes in that's right you know the bible's clear when it says you know we walk by faith not by sight a lot of people think the opposite of faith is fear when it's actually sight it's actually knowing and and i believe when it comes to people when it comes to you know even releasing people when it's accepting people and growing with people it's having faith in in the god in them that that they're going to be okay beyond you you know and beyond pastors, beyond leadership, and just trusting in accountability, trusting in in God more ultimately. I definitely like the, the fact that you said that because I feel like if we allow God to move, and we allow God to to direct people, and we love God before we love the actual person, which we do love the person, of course. Yeah. But if we're keeping our eyes on God, it doesn't allow us to put expectations on these people mm, okay. because most like people, it. whenever yeah. you put expectations on them, whether it's crazy or whether it's very manageable yeah some people don't meet those expectations true so and that's not our job to put expectations on people it's our job to allow god to exploit what he has put into them already wow. and yeah. bring it out yeah. so i really like the fact that you said yeah. that bro. that's awesome that's really that's good so velos is really a church without expectations on people yeah 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 on people it is on people right i mean let's let's be honest that's really what um what jesus did he just he took a chance on this world not everyone was going to accept them, but he died for everyone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and really, he didn't, he didn't expect anything. He just did it out of love. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question. Um, and I was talking to Raul this morning, you know. But if you had a team and you knew somebody was going to betray you and your team, how would you act? If you knew the future and you knew somebody was going to betray you, how would you act? Jesus had a Judas. Yeah. Mm. Jesus had a Judas. But he saw Judas as a purpose. Because really, you know, there was purpose in what he did. You know, it all kind of 
it was already ordained. It was already, it was already, you know, a plan. It was established. It was going to be through Judas, you know, who sells out Jesus, you know, so that he can, what, uh, fulfill his promise, yeah. right? Fulfill his purpose. And so, it was necessary. Yeah. What? But 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 the idea is like knowing that. How would how would you how would we act? It's it's hard to take that heart, have that heart, you know, to be able to um, pour into people, right? As as pastors, because that's what we do. We pour into people. We give our lives to people. You know, um, they'll call they'll call pastors so that you can pray for them. You know, and you yeah. give them knowledge, you wisdom, you build into their lives. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're, they, they want to leave or their, their time is, it, it, you know, their time, their season has, has come to an end and we feel betrayed. Let's be honest. Yeah. You know, let's, yeah. let, 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 let's be honest that like yeah. pastors, they, they feel betrayed. Why? Because, human too, yeah. You know, the, 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 human, human, part the yeah. human part of us, exactly. The human part of us tends to take its place, but it's hard to turn the other cheek right it's so hard you feel like it wasted time wasted but what if we just valued people just just because yeah. not to benefit anything out of them but just to love them through the season yeah. mm. through those times what do you think uh, I really like that because growing up in the church a lot of the problems that I've seen is when it's time for somebody to move and to progress and to move closer to Christ and they're trying to go, some pastors don't necessarily see that in the same way. Like they're like, oh, well, you're just trying to leave. Like you're just looking, you think we have a problem, which is not always the case. God might put something in their way, an obstacle to try to get them to move. And if they don't move then, then God's gonna continue to use whatever comes their way to, to get them out of the situation, to make them progress, to make them go. Just like the sheep, how he has his little staff he pulls the, he, he pulls the sheep closer yeah. in the way that they need to go if they're going astray so sometimes it's not always what we like and it's not always what we do like or that we feel like we we've done so much for this person and they're just going to leave us like I like that Pastor D's like sees it that way because it just shows the leadership in him and what God has already pushed towards him to see this in seasons it's really awesome mm -hmm. and I believe that you know a lot of you know Pastor Jarek said it's from experience you know and I know that, you know, being a pastor's son, you know, you have that first-hand knowledge. Like, it's awesome. You've seen it with your father. You've seen it growing up in church. You've seen it with families that come in come in out of the church, you know, relationships that are built. And it's all first-hand stuff. It's not just stuff that yeah. it's expected, but it's stuff that, you know, like, you know, being a part of a church, being a part of a, a leadership of a church, this stuff happens. It happens. And it's how you, it's, it's you knowing it's going to happen and, and knowing what to do afterwards, yeah. you know, knowing that. You know, at leadership, we got to keep moving forward. You know, we got to keep pushing towards a vision. You know, p keep pushing towards our purpose, and let God fill in the rest of it. You know, and and just something about knowing that, having peace of mind, knowing that at the end of the day, God God's got it all under control, and yeah. He's the leader of this, yeah. and He's the leader of Velos, and wherever He goes, we go. Yeah. You know, and that's that's just the peace of mind knowing that. And I think that's why it's important. Man. I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna sit here and tell you guys it's not painful. You know. Of course, because it's it's pain. It's it's painful to spend so many years with with people that you really love, that you you know you've shared your table with, your dinner table mm. with. You know you've broke bread together. You've 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 invested in them. You know it's 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 painful to see 
uh, seasons, you know. And I thought, I, I believe it was painful to, for the disciples to hear that Jesus, his time was, he was, he was going to go into a new season of life, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And he was no longer going to be with them physically, you know. Um, and I'm, I can imagine being in their shoes, how painful that would be. Who will we go to? You know, who we go to, but the idea or the, um, the, the, the idea was Jesus had, there, there has to be a beginning and an end to things. Yeah. And that's the reality of it. That's what, that's how season works. You know, you got summer, right? You got fall, winter, spring, you know, you got all these, uh, seasons yeah. in, in our lives. It's, it's good. Change is good change is really good you know and jesus his main goal and objective yes was to save the world but also to leave a legacy established yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying leave something established for them to continue you know and and pursue um like peter someone like peter who rose up who was able to raise up out of the leadership of jesus mm -hmm. you know firsthand um you know and preached a sermon uh what was it like a three two three minute sermon and just kind of like all these people the multitude accepted jesus you know and um but but there was there had that had to take place you know a change had to happen and so i'm not going to sit here again and say it's not painful it's painful man. Yeah. It, it's it's un it hurts you know people some people can can really get the best of you sometimes as well but it's easier said than done, you know, um, to have a heart like Jesus, yeah. you know. But if we live this world, truly live this world, not expecting of our brothers, not expecting them to be perfect, not expecting them to, you know, um, make all the right to, decisions, to yeah. make all the right decisions and do what we say, because yeah. it's not a dictatorship here. Yeah. Although it almost looks like it, but it's not a dictatorship here. It's caring about them. It's loving them. It's encouraging them to hear God's voice and allowing God to lead. Us as pastors, something that we need to do during these times is draw near to God, mm. you know? Partner with Him yeah. and not, not with people. Yeah. Yes. You know, allow people to be a part of it, but partner with Jesus, partner with God. Let Him pioneer your church. Let him, you know, um, show you because when people come and go, you're not going to have that person that pats you in the back anymore. Oh, yeah. Who are you going to turn to? Yeah. That, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big example of that. Like, I need people encouraging me, you know, to kind of get my, 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 yeah. motor go, my motor going, you know what I'm saying? I need that affirmation, you know, and I, sometimes I need that pat on the back. I love my wife because my wife will tell me how it is. <laughs> Mine too. My wife will tell me how it is. You know, I have my wife and, and, and you know, she'll tell me how it is. Sometimes I'm like, babe, I just need you to pat me in the back for something. Be my cheerleader, <laughs> please. Be my cheerleader. Just love me through my mess, you know? Yeah. But I know that the, per the only person that can really truly love you through your mess is Jesus. Jesus. And the things that, you know, you go through and the things that you feel, he hears it. He's yeah. been through it. Partner yeah. with him. Mm. Partner with Jesus. Partner with God. Amen. 
That's how you pioneer your church. Amen. And something I want to add to that, man, that I feel like God's really impressing right now. Um, I guess for all the pastors listening or the future pastors, future leaders, you know, learn learn to, you know, learn to bless, you know, in a time of separation. You know, when someone, you feel like you have a, of course, after counseling, you know, like if someone's in sin and they're like, oh, I want to leave or, you know, counsel them, you know, pray for them, you know, try to work through that before anything like that happens. But if they say it's a move that God's telling them to move, learn to bless and release, you know, like we got to, I believe as pastors, we have to really stay in that, that area of just staying in the blessing and just learn how to blessing, bless people and release, you know, yeah. and like God and trust God in that, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to, of course it hurts. Like, like, like Pastor Derek mentioned, it hurts and there's, there's, you know, you feel like, like, oh man, I'm not going to see this person. And man, there's such a, a lot of times you're losing assets. It hurts when you're losing someone who's essential to the church, someone That's who's right. a vocal leader in the church, someone who's a, a, a figurehead in the church, you know, and those are the ones that hurt the most, you know, because, they are, they are like, you know, they're a functional part, you know, and it's replacing them that hurts too because there's not going to be someone like, like them, you know, you got to raise someone up, which is why it's also important to have people, you know, that you're raising up behind them, people that are, are being discipled uh, behind them that can, that can fill in the gap, that are multifaceted, that are versatile, that, that can be plugged in and they can just grow in that area too, so. Next this is up. all, this is all, we're going to touch into this stuff next time and, and, there's a there's a lot more we want to say this is just something that i feel like was on our hearts about learning to release and just learning that everything has its season not just people we're talking about people today but it's it's so much more than that there's there's seasons for like ecclesiastes says in chapter three you know there's, there's a time to cry there's time to mourn there's time to laugh there's a time for everything but knowing that there's a time in the, in, in in getting into your word and learning what he says about the times that are to come you could have peace knowing that there's joy in the morning. That joy comes in the morning, you know. Sorrow may last through the night, but joy comes in the morning. That His mercy is new every what? Every morning, you know. So even in the dark time, even in the time of sorrow, He promises joy and peace. So this is episode two, guys. Uh, just stay tuned in, man. This is the podcast we keep bringing it to you. We're going to bring it to you as much as we can. So uh, just, just click subscribe, man, so we get all the new content when it comes out. Um, just let you, I want to end, uh, end it with this thought. Um, I want to tell you something, whoever's listening, that Jesus loves you. Despite your circumstances, despite your shortcomings, despite where, where, what people have told you where you fall short. I want to tell you something, Jesus loves you despite that. Jesus loves you despite that. He's loved you since you created. He's loved you since, since before you were born. The Bible says that he knew you. So be encouraged with that. Grow with that. And stay tuned in. This is Bellows Church Podcast. And we're out. Thank you.